Welcome back to another episode of Santi Time, where no matter if it's Eastern Time, Western Time, or Pacific Time, it'll always be Santi Time. Today, I have a new guest with me. Uh, he is a like like he is an expert on films and anime alike. Please welcome Timmy Lee. How you doing? Hello. Um, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but you know what? I like you know putting myself on a pedestal, so. I'm going to take it. I am indeed, in fact, an expert. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem, Timmy. No problem. So I invite you today because we are here to talk about top five anime movies. And and don't worry, this podcast is in solidarity with with the with the with the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild. So the links to so so like the fundraiser links are going to be in the link below. Please donate however you can. And yeah, let's get started, shall we? So, uh, yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Timmy, what makes anime movies perfect? What do you think? <laughs> uh, Jesus, um, that is kind of a loaded. I, I guess it's not a loaded question. That's a complicated question. I don't know. Like to me, that's like asking how what makes any movie good. Like I don't know. Just like you know great animation, great writing, great voice acting, you know, an engaging story that you can follow, visually impressive looking action scene, or if there's no action scenes, then just visually impressive looking sequences, you know, just like things that just make any movie good, you know, just like, I feel like, you know, the reason why I talk about anime and film, both on my YouTube channel, which you can follow, subscribe, whatever, by the way, Tim Jong-un Productions, um, is that I, I feel like the the, the the two mediums aren't as separate as people might think they are you know like when we when like normies for example think about anime you know they think of very specific things and those are things i'm very proud of you know but like i think that like there are still sort of like just basic fundamentals that just make any film regardless if it's anime or not just like really great you know like i said just writing characters animation direction that sort of stuff so right yeah and uh, uh yeah and like and like most anime specifically are seen as like serialized properties since like the big since like 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 since that like like since the beginning of time like these like uh yeah. these, like uh like 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 nobody really thought of like anime being like cinematic you know and uh mm -hmm. and 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 yeah and i want to say like and and, and i want to say Oh, oh man, and I and I just want to say, like the first, like the 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 like the first time, like as a generation that we've ever like experienced anime movies is well, Studio Ghibli, in, in which like in, in which pretty much like we're both in our twenties, I presume, that like that that we pretty much that that we pretty much experienced Ghibli one way or another as children, whether it's through like 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 whether it's through Kiki, Castle in the Sky. Or 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 whatever or whatever like or whatever like Naruto movie like came out like like came out on broadcast or 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 theaters or theaters or or, or whether it's a Dragon Ball movie that, that that we've experienced once in a while and then and, and then I've come to learn that there are there there are plenty of other studios who make anime 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 movies like this and, and there's a lot to explore here so hence why like 
like like hence why this is an anime film podcast sort of so i want to start with my number five my number five is your name oh okay yeah yeah that would uh that would be on my i i quite love that film as well i have I have an entire video and podcast episode dedicated to that film. I oh, I didn't oh, really? put it on this list because yeah, I didn't put it on my list because there were quite a number of films that I do prefer more than that one. But yeah, that one has like a very special place in my heart as well. But I, I I'll I'm getting off track. I'll let you talk about it first. Yeah. So yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. So I almost I almost went with a silent voice because. Yeah, because really, like, the movie is all about, like, loving yourself, like, rather than, like, falling in love with a girl. But, mm-hmm. but, but, but your name also holds a special place in my heart. Because, like, it's one of, like, the first, like, animated love stories that I've come to fucking adore. The animation, the animation is beautiful. I love the score. Like, uh, these two, the, the, these two leads are so, so compelling. Like, the climax, mm-hmm. like, hits like that the climax just hits you right in the feels the twisted delta and it has this like insane twist in which like it it in which both of these people are from two separate times oh my god yeah it's it's amazing yeah so yeah and we yeah I, I, one thing that i always like will treasure forever about that film aside from all the things you just said was the score like the the score from Rad Wimps is just truly amazing. Like I love the music for that film. Like I I regularly play the music from both that film and Weathering with You like daily, just because it's so good. Like it, regardless of the the quality of the film, I really do love the score. I think it's awesome. So, right, right, yeah, and 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 it also like made Makoto Shinkai one of my favorite directors in anime. Like 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 probably ever. Like the like, like just the way that yeah, he like, presents yeah. like romance. The, just the way that he presents romance and how like each movie of his is like it's like natural disaster related and how, uh, how like like it's very like natural disaster related and how and how he can make it fantastical is so interesting to me with weathering with you with suzume like 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 all three of these films are just really really good and and, and yeah i would say your name like is probably Shinkai's best. Susan May was a close second, but your name, but, but your name is just great. You know, I would yeah, go. Your name is amazing. Yeah, I think honestly, like, I I don't know which one I prefer, but I think Weathering with You is just as good as Your Name, in my opinion. I know no one else holds this opinion, but I really do quite love Weathering with You as well. Not to not to downright downgrade that one but yeah suzume is also great it's also one of my favorites of this year as well so oh yeah yeah me too man me too i was <laughs> i was lucky to see suzume in the theater because it was it was something else you know like yeah me too yeah i got to see it in imax it was like really really amazing so you oh, know. oh i yeah, did but, but... <laughs> yeah oh you didn't okay no. yeah. So. yeah so what's your number five yeah uh, my number five is uh, Ghost in the Shell, directed by Mamoru Oshii. Oh, um, okay. I love Ghost in the Shell. I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, and I, um, I, I with my feelings about this film, it's crazy because I, I saw this the first time when I was like 15, 16, and I, I remember quite enjoying it, but I, I wasn't like head over heels in love with it as much as everyone else was. But then when I saw it again recently, I was like, 
wow, this is like spectacular. Like my my eyes were like completely glued to the screen because I love how like the film is it's very much kind of like a cyberpunk sci-fi high techy type, you know, anime, you know, adventure, I guess. But the film is incredibly like introspective at the same time. It's like it's not really interested in like big bombastic like action scenes, even though there are things like that in the film. It's more interested in this idea of like what exactly is humanity? Is there a difference between humanity and artificial intelligence? You know, and things like this have been explored like in other medium as well. But like this was one of the very first in terms of the world of anime that I was experienced to. And I thought this was like really, really interesting. And I love how <clears throat> I, I really do love Mamoru Oshii as a director as well, because he he really takes his time when it comes to these moments. Like they're not just like quick, like quick hurry up like let's just explain the plot things like what's going on type things he's just like he very much lets scenes play out and really just lets you us immerse ourselves into what the characters are talking about you know like the elevator scene i'm not gonna i don't know if we can spoil things but like there's an elevator scene it's from 1995 with, um, who cares <laughs> yeah who cares yeah if you haven't seen that by now then that's too bad yeah the elevator scene and like the boat scene where both uh kusanagi and uh the other guy are like talking about you know what is humanity like are we considered humans even though we're technically robots blah 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 that sort of stuff and yeah it's just overall a really beautiful looking film so and i always see the original version by the way i do not see the ghost in the shell 2.0 version that is awful i hate the 2.0 version uh, uh, what's yeah. uh uh what's so wrong about the 2.0 version 2.0 version has a lot of like cg like anim animated sequences and shots that i'm not a big fan of i was like i i just like i just don't I'm not a big fan of just like directors slash extended cuts just in general, unless they're like warranted or whatever. Like if you're just making the film longer for the sake of being longer and just to add other things, then it's like, then why did you release this? I would rather just get a remastered version, like HD 4K version than just like some bullshit 4K, you know, director's cut of something, you know, so. But oh, yeah, I, guess I mean, so. there are obvious exceptions, of course, but, you know, still kind of like <laughs> a special edition of Star Wars, right? Yeah, or like, you know, extended edition, extended version of like Handmaiden or something like that. You know, things we don't really need, but we got anyway, so. Or, um, uh, or Spider-Man 2.1. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one too. That comes up a lot in our in our close circle, yeah, so. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. Yep, yeah, uh, so I gotta ask, are the Ghost in the Shell sequels worth watching? I haven't seen any of them, that's the thing. I've only seen the first one so many times. Um... I've seen bits of the second one. That was that was another Oshi. So Ghost in the Shell is kind of complicated. So there's a sequel that Mamoru Oshi also directed, which I've seen bits of, but I've never seen the whole thing. And then there was like two or three different anime reboots, I think, that became series that one was called Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex and the other one called Anim Ghost in the Shell something else I can't remember. So there are multiple like incarnations and interpretations of of uh, of the source material because it's like based on an original manga and from what i understand the live action movie which i absolutely hate you should not watch you should not torture yourself watching that one. Oh, i'm um, not going to like i i was never yeah. interested in <laughs> yeah i don't want to keep promoting myself for anything but if you want to hear my explicit thoughts about the live action movie just watch the video on my channel anyway sure the, the live action movie is you know, marketed as like a, a, a live action adaptation of the original Mamoru Oshii film, but it also takes elements from the standalone complex series as well, which again, I can't really verify since I haven't seen those other versions of, of the Ghost in the Shell material, but apparently they're really good. So, um, and I plan on watching at least standalone complex, but you know, so, uh, but yeah. 
Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Like any other works that Oshi did, or just just? Uh, yeah. He. I'm not super familiar with his other film because Ghost in the Shell, unfortunately, is the only film from him that I've seen. But he made a film called Angel Egg, which oh, I've seen bits of. But I have. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen bits of, but I've never seen the whole thing. Uh, he made a um, uh, Uritsu Yatsura film like back in the '80s, the original one, not the reboot that came out uh last year. Um, that apparently boosted his popularity. Uh, I've not seen it, but apparently it's good. I might check it out. And then he made a a Palatabor, the the movie parts one and two. They're like mega anime films, which I have not seen. So I I already prefaced that I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but you know, right, yeah. I'm just putting that out there. And then he made another movie. I, I'm blanking on the name. Hold on. I can look this up uh, right now. Um, it, it's I always see images of it, but I've never seen like I've never given the time. Oh, Jinro. That was it. Jinro, the Wolf Brigade. That's the I've seen a lot of posters of it. It's the movie where it's like a bunch of like guys in like um, like Wolfenstein uh, fallout power armor type like like suits are in or whatever i've only seen the poster and the poster made me interested in seeing the movie but i've not seen the movie itself so yeah uh yeah gotcha gotcha and uh, to backpedal you're probably wondering how how uh, how me and timmy know each other simple we're both in john griffin's discord <laughs> yeah that, that too <laughs> yeah and uh and of course and of course like i follow you on letterbox and i probably listened listened to your appearance on the middle sections spider-man 2 episode like two times or whatever just because your thoughts really? on spider-man 2 are so fucking interesting you know like 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 that's a, like that's a like a like a, like, a, like i just want to like geek about that but uh i have ghost in the shell much higher on my list i'm not telling you oh, where, really however i'm not okay I'm not, yeah so i'm not so, so like i have i have that movie much higher so my number four is Perfect Blue, directed mm. by the late, great Satoshi Kon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. I Perfect Blue is also on my list, so I'm not I'm not gonna state where, but yeah, I we can talk a little bit about it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Perfect Blue is like Jetha, I I've seen like Perfect Blue like pretty much recently. And wow, it is such a like it, it is such an experience of itself. So Perfect Blue is the story of this woman who is an aspiring singer and actress. And and, and then as she starts to, to and her fame starts to like uh, starts to like I want to say uh, starts to I want to say gets to her head to the point where like reality and fiction are blurred. And that's basically in like Satoshi Kon's work, which is which is how reality and fiction blend together and you can't really and the audience can't really tell what's real and what's not it, it, it would have to be to your own interpretation so 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 there's also like in the point in the plot of the movie where she has a stalker and there's like another like version of herself who is like and there are, and there are other like two versions of the like 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 of our main character who are clashing, who are clashing, and a lot of people compare this to Black Swan just because just because well Aronofsky pretty much like had this as an influence. I, I, 
like has I mean, a sus- he claims that it wasn't like a an influence, but like let's be real, it really was. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he 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 specifically bought the American rights to Perfect Blue so he could rip off that one shot in in Requiem for a Dream. Like, come on, like <laughs> no one does that but him, right? Like, come right. on. Yeah, so. and uh, and it's also like how Inception is pretty much that it's pretty much like Paprika in which in which most shots are 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 are, are in which most shots from Pap from paprika are incorporated into live action in inception so like yeah, i would also argue that paprika is the much much better version of inception i don't care for inception whatsoever so whoa whoa buddy really okay yeah i think it's just fine <laughs> it, it's, it's like i don't know like i don't want to make this too big of a conversation but when you have this like concept of like oh we can enter dreams and dreams can be whatever we want why are the only things that occur in nolan's dreams are like guys in like well-dressed suits and then like random guys like shooting guns from like a snowy mountain on skis like is that as wide and imaginative as christopher nolan's imagination goes like because it's everything cool. is just gray and blue i mean i don't know like I, I i just think that like paprika explores that um that concept of like exploring dreams in a much more creative way than than um inception ever does paprika is not on my list but i should just preface that i quite love paprika as well so i um I have never seen Paprika, and I should. It's on my list. I swear, I will watch it. Okay, so I, I will watch it, and and I will compare how it fares better with Obsession, with uh, with Inception. I still love Inception. Okay, I think it's like I think I think it's great, but I respect your opinion and you thinking that it's fine. So, uh, so 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 Perfect Blue has stunning animation, and I really love like and and I really. And it has like the, the the iconic shot in which she spreads her arms like this, right? And a car passes by, which also symbolizes like the lights, which also symbolizes like a spotlight being reflected onto her performance. So pretty much she's performing in front of a car as she's as she's pretty much about to die. But does she die? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Black Swan, I think also ripped off that exact same shot. So, um, yeah, in a in a different in a different universe, the truck would have actually hit her, and then this would have become an isekai. But thankfully, this came out twenty years before, and not today. So, I think okay, Timmy. However, I do think at the ending of Black Swan, I want to say her name is Nina, right? It's Nina. Yeah, I think Nina does die. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, you can interpret it however. Uh, you want, but yeah, she does die. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like spoilers for, like, like, like a spoilers for Black Swan. It's thirteen years old. <laughs> I, I mean, Black Swan is like. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, anyway. then it's like. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, it's like you're way too late at this point. Just saying. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's uh? What's your number four? Uh, my number four is a classic. It's a uh, Akira or Akira, however the however you pronounce it yeah i say akira um <laughs> akira yeah okay well, let's go with that yeah um yeah this is also this is yeah i mean it's a classic for a reason it's it's i mean visually the film it came out what what, what like 1989 i think sometime around that right yeah and the fact that the film still looks so damn good today is really really impressive and i I always like to call this. I mean, I always inter- intertwine between this and two thousand. Uh, sorry, um, Spirited Away, as kind of as the, as kind of like the two thousand one of anime in the sense that like Akira is not 
really about characters. It's about concepts and these deeper philosophical issues about um, what it means to be like essentially a god. Um, and in many ways, I kind of think of Akira as kind of like the inverse of Ghost in the Shell, where it's like if Ghost in the Shell is about about a robot trying to become more human, then then Akira is kind of a, about a human trying to be less human. He's trying to be less of a human being and more of like a god, essentially, because there's this really interesting concept about um, like the, the tagline of, of Akira is like, Neo Tokyo is about to E-X-P-L-O-D-E, explode or whatever. And that literally happened at the beginning of the film. And you might think, oh, it's like, that's just some like one-off thing. Like maybe there was a war or whatever, because there are even in the title crawl, there are even mentions like, World War Three happened or something like that. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the film. But as you later discovered the film, that's it wasn't because of an explosion or enemy attack. It's because this very thing that happens in the second half of the film is what happened in the beginning of the film. Like some kid, which we interpret as infers as Akira, you know, got way over his head and started being consumed by power, and then it caused this explosion. Blah blah blah, etc. So, and I really love how it explores this idea of like you know godhood versus humanity and like you know when 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 the wrong types of people get their hands on a specific sense of power and stuff like that um but even if you don't care about any things like that it's just a very gorgeous looking film like i i still like just i i'm still in awe of the the opening 10 minutes when you know there when uh uh god what's his name fuck it's been so long since i've remembered tetsu is the the uh the Tetsu is the guy who becomes uh, the god boy. Um, the yeah, other main so. character. Fuck, I'll remember. Kanada. Uh, I think it's Kanada. It. Yeah, Kanada. Yeah, Kanada and Tetsu and their like biker gang. They face off against like clowns or whatever. Like that. That opening ten minutes, like alone, is just so like mesmerizing to watch. The bike shot, dude. <laughs> yeah, and that's where we get the Akira slide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and every single other movie with a motorcycle has ripped that off since. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in the even in the two thousand three TMNT show, where like Raph like rides on the bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like Nope, like the most recent example, I'm, also ripped off that shot. I was just gonna shot. say, Jordan yeah. Peele recreated that shot in live action. That's so cool. Apparently, he was offered the live action Akira movie before he said no to that because he realized that was a stupid idea. Why would you possibly want to remake Akira? Yeah, uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, why are you remaking yeah. that shit? What the fuck? Yeah. So, However, uh -huh. I yeah, don't. Just, I don't think I, I I don't think Taika's Akira is gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. I really hope it doesn't. I mean, I I it probably won't because he's busy with what like six hundred other things right now. Like, so okay, I wonder like he if he has, even has time to make things. He has next goal wins, which probably comes out this year or next year. Um, I'll i i take like whatever I said with a grain of salt because of you know the strikes. So like we're probably not gonna mm -hmm. get next goal wins in a while. Um, this uh, this Star Wars movie that he has no idea what he's gonna do with it. He's just saying, "Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what my Star Wars movie is gonna be about." Like, like, ugh, okay, like this this has me so concerned because the last time that Taika was making like like directed a Disney property, we had we had bullshit like Love and Thunder, which was which was a total fucking mess of a movie. I hate it. You know, I hate Love and Thunder yeah. so much. <laughs> and um and I um and, and and also like I just think and also like besides like his TV work, like uh like uh, like what we do in the shadows and our flag beats death, which is like really, really good and funny. 
I quite like those, yeah. Yeah, he, like, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't really, at the, I'm starting to think that he doesn't really know how to translate comedy to cinema, to, uh, to cinema anymore. Or... I just think that, like, he, I felt like the, the, the moments where he most excelled were, were essentially just making small indie comedies, you know, like, Part of the reason why, like, what we do in the shadows, and especially hunt for the wilder, ugh, hunt for the wilder people worked, was because they were like very small, like indie comedies where it's like there wasn't a lot of CG or like extra money thrown for like visual effects shot. It was mostly just like driven by like you know actors giving very like funny performances and like you know and a lot of enough like impressive camera work because like what we do in the shadows wasn't just a funny film. It was a, it was kind of like a visually you know impressive one as well because there were a lot of like long takes and long shots and stuff like that. So, but I don't know what the hell he's doing with these, like, big budget Marvel movies. And you have to remember, like, Thor Ragnarok, part of the reason why that worked was because Taika wasn't involved in the writing of that one either. Like, I'm pretty sure someone else wrote the script for Ragnarok. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, he did. Someone else wrote Ragnarok. You're right. Yeah, and then when you have, like, Love and Thunder, where it's like, I don't know what the hell happened, but I guess this is where we're at right now. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, and I think that was one of the last, like, Marvel movies I've seen. Now, that's not true. I saw Guardians 3 um Guardians 3 was okay amazing. it was the second to last yeah it was the second to last okay marvel movie i saw in theaters i haven't seen a marvel movie in theaters since um uh guardians 3 so um yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah and it's probably gonna keep that way for me unless unless one of my friends like asks me to see the marvels which i will happily say yeah fine okay but uh but but anyway back to akira uh akira is amazing i really love akira and like and of course like how I really like how Neo Tokyo is portrayed and how and, and how pretty much Akira like paved the way for like more cyberpunk movies to come out. Paved the way for cyberpunk movies to come out. Well, I mean, like Blade Runner came out before this, but I think, but 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 Akira, it, in which in my in my humble opinion, Akira was like the better cyberpunk movie to come out in the eighties. So me too. I agree. I like this one more than uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bit of a hot take from both of us, both of us uh, film critics. But um, but 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 yeah, like as you said, like uh, the bike sequences, are, like 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 the bike, like 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 uh, the bike sequences are rad as shit. I really love the dub voice. I really love the dub voice cast. They had Johnny Young Bosch voice Canada for crying out loud. I think that's amazing. Oh, really? I've never seen the dub version of really? uh, Akira, so I have no. Yeah, I've only seen the sub version. Yeah, the so. dub version is great. I really like the dub version a lot. You see, the thing is, I guess we can have this conversation now. When it comes to subs versus dubs, I am very, very, very unlikely to watch a dub version of something, um, because it's just like it. It for me, outside of the fact that most of the dubs in these early anime films kind of sucked anyway, it was just kind of like when I'm watching a film. I, I would prefer to watch a film in its intended language. It's like if I was watching, like, mm. I don't know, like some early, like, Italian cinema film or something like that, or for some, like, like French New Wave film. Like, why would I want to watch either of those things in English dubs? You know, like, I would prefer to watch those films, like, in their original language, like, using subtitles, you know? Like, yeah, I have to read, but, like, I would prefer, like, a more natural sounding voice to come out of those mouths instead of, like, just some weird American slash English like dubbing that comes out of them. Sometimes you get good examples. There are some animes where I actually do prefer the English dub over the um the sub, but that's partly because of nostalgia. So like for example, Dragon Ball Z is an example where I actually prefer the dub over the sub. 
like Cowboy Bebop, that's another mm-hmm. example where I prefer the dub over the sub. Um, some Ghibli films, I don't prefer the dub per se, but I don't mind them where I was like, okay, this is actually good. I could watch this dub. Um, would be like the two that I always go to are like Kiki's Delivery Service and Howl's Moving Castle. Those are the only Ghibli films I like that are dubbed. I don't like anything else, any other Ghibli film that are also oh, dubbed. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I've seen uh, not all Ghibli movies I've seen, I've seen them in dub just because I okay. like who voices the people in English. Yeah, I mean, I guess I am kind of surprised by some of the celebrity voice actors that uh, they're not voice actors. They're just celebrity actors. Yeah, they get to voice act like like the Wind Rises had such a stacked cast. that I was like, what? Like, why is Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Emily Blunt (laughs) and like Stanley Tucci and Jim from The Office all in this movie? I don't know. Like, so um, sound good, you know. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I'm just surprised like they got Christian Bale of all people to voice Howell and Howell's Moving Castle. I wonder how how they got him to voice the um the dub for that film so but yeah, yeah so yeah either way yeah but anyway akira yeah it's the point is akira is great i love it um the music is incredible i i just love the the kind of like enchanting like chant like like score when it comes to that film and stuff like that and like yeah like the last like 10 minutes are like terrifying like it becomes like some weird david cronenberg like body horror film or whatever and i was yes. like whoa an hour ago, I was watching like dudes ride bikes and hit each other with sticks. Like, how did we get to this point? You know, but it's like a really good, like, kind of like, how did we get to this point type of moment? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I also have Akira like higher up there. So, so, so yeah, that's your number four. My number three is my favorite Ghibli movie of all time Kiki's Delivery Service. Nice. Okay. I've, Delta, I've watched Kiki's Delivery Service. When I was at least five or six years old, and 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 and, and I think I had like the movie on VHS, and I would like ran and, and I ran and I pretty and I pretty much like ran the tape, and I ran the tape, and and I mostly like watched it in Spanish just because, just because, just because I lived in a Spanish household, and and both of my parents like like speak like speak like speak Spanish to each other all the time. So, so, so pretty much I was learning at a very, very young age and, and I don't know, like, it just feels so nostalgic watching a 13 year old girl, like live on her own with her, like, 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 like with her black cat. And she's like, and, and not only is she learning how to like, and not only is she, is she a witch in training, like learning independence at a very young age, but she's also, but, 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 but we've, but this but this movie pretty much has a has a really important theme on on achieving your dream and discovering your place in the world delta if delta if your dream has become has become very has become very mundane and tiring delta and tiring your out like that like you have to you have to somehow like rediscover your passion by uh by doing something else like I don't know like 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 i don't know read a book go for a walk like uh, paint but paint or something your passion will like will will like uh will will come back to you at some point so like i'm pretty sure like your video uh, pretty uh, like pretty much your analysis on kiki like us like like it like explains the movie better like much better than i can but yeah i i i love this movie i love it a lot i mean like kirsten dunn's yeah. like 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 
I mean, Kirsten Dunst like voices Kiki. I love, I love the voice of Gigi, who was played with that, who was voiced by the late um Phil. What the, what the, what the fuck his name is? Uh, let me look it up. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll look it up. Uh, oh my. Oh, Phil Hartman as Gigi is amazing. I uh, love that's a yeah. No, I love Matthew Lawrence's Tombo and um and uh who else is and, and, and who else is in it? And, uh, and yeah, just like it's such and, and, and Bobby Hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bobby. And, the, and and the, the score from uh from Joe Hisayashi is so amazing. I listen to it. Incredible. I'm on whatever i'm on the college campus like you know studying and doing homework it's like it's it's therapy this movie is comfort food and i love it i don't know yeah a lot of what i feel like one of the things that i feel like miyazaki really really excels at is making with the exception to like maybe something like princess mononoke is making very comforting and very like sweet environment type film you know, and like Kiki is like kind of like the biggest example of that I also really love Kiki as well. Um, and yeah, I, I, I for me, I I've seen this film, I think, at least like 15 times throughout my life. I used to see this in Totoro a lot when I was kids. Um, but it's weird. This is it. This normally doesn't happen. But like for most other types of movies, like the more I see them, like as I grow up as an adult, the less I kind of get attached to them. But this one's kind of the opposite. I really quite enjoyed that when I was a kid, you know, because it's like witches flying, things like that. But as I grown older, I my appreciation and love for this film grows more and more each time because like this is really kind of for a movie that's like a G rated movie for babies. Basically, this is one of the most mature films I've seen in terms of like really connecting with such especially young people like us, like young Gen Zers and millennials and stuff like that, who are just like trying to get by, trying to, like, accomplish their dreams, but sometimes their dreams themselves are really exhausting. Like, you mentioned my video, and, yeah, anyone interested, you can go check that out. But basically, you know, like, sometimes, even when we do the things that we've dreamed of doing, that in of itself can be exhausting, because when you make your dream your job, like, yeah, you're doing what you love, but it's still a 9-to-5 gig. It's still something you gotta do to, you you know, like, get make the, make sure the bills are get paid, and you get enough food for yourself and like your family and things like that and making sure rent gets paid things like that you know it's like at a certain point it's just like you just get exhausted and overwhelmed by the fact that like you might burnt out by the very thing that you enjoyed doing in the first place so it's like it's a very like adult film in the sense that it's very it's tackling something real by using you know like kid-friendly like subject matter like you know little witches on broomsticks and things like that it's it's a very adult film and i i for a kid's movie and i and i really really appreciate and love it for that so mm -hmm. yeah 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 good uh good point uh could have uh could have said it better myself no round of applause yeah. That's i didn't i don't want to keep like i don't want to keep outshining your picks or anything i'm just like explaining why i also okay. love those films and things that's okay. like that like, yeah. that's okay your inputs are always helpful okay uh so uh so uh, what's uh what's your number three Okay, so my number three, this one is a more lesser known one. Uh, not a lot of people, I think, uh, might have heard this one. So it's a film called Mind Game, uh, directed oh. by Masaki Yuasa. Uh, I think this is his first film, I think. I'll have to check, but I think so. Um, but yeah, it's Mind Game. It's directed by Masaki Yuasa. Um, 
you might know him more as the guy who made stuff like um the Tommy Galaxy, Night of Short, Walk on Girl, Ride Your Wave, uh Devil Ma uh Devil Man Cry Baby, that was it, and uh Ping Pong the Animation. Um, you know, Misaki Yuasa, I think, is one of the most unique directors working within the anime industry. I mean, like, um, he's the closest thing to me in terms of a Satoshi Kone today. They're not they're not the same at all, but I I'm saying that in terms of like a very expressive and very visually unique director who makes who doesn't really care for like the realism quote unquote of anime and is more interested in like the abstract nature of the art form and mind game i think is like the ultimate culmination of that it is the most like insane like acid trip of a movie i think i've ever seen like this is a film that like intermixes different animation styles it like it includes like live action like features like at random points for some reason it constantly switches its animation style it constantly switches its tone it's even constantly switching like you know the types of themes and character moments that it's going for it's like it's a very sporadic and very like as a trip type experience but in like in the best way possible you know it's like and most other anime like this that fail like they're just like oh we're lol random for the sake of being random but this is like this is the little definition of like throwing paint at the window and seeing what sticks but in, in like the best way possible it's like the best outcome of that where it's like this is, it's it's yeah i i mean i could spoil the film but like spoiling the film doesn't really add to what what i love about the film because it's more of a visual experience it's like you kind of need to like watch it to believe it type thing it's like i could tell you all about it but it's like me telling you about it doesn't do enough of a service like you, you'd have to watch the film and really experience it you know so um yeah mm, okay i've I've heard of my game and I, I, I've heard of my, I, I've heard of it. I've heard of my game and uh, the only at least three Yuasa films I've ever watched was one devil man cry baby, which is like, which is like my first like introduction into the guy's filmography. And, um, and, and what's that? And what's that one called? Uh, I had a short walk on girl. Uh, uh, yes. Ride your yes. wave. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. Night is short. Walk on girl, and the other one that involves like a natural disaster. Oh, uh, the Tokyo natural disaster anime that I can't even like, that that I can't even like say right now. Fuck. What's Love it over the wall? What? Love over the wall. Uh no. Uh no, not Lou over the wall. Uh oh yeah, Lou over the wall. Sorry, yeah. Japan sinks twenty twenty. I watched that one. Oh, and I okay. never finished it just because I was bored. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, so yeah, I I wouldn't know. So yeah, because, um, yeah, yeah, because like yeah, because like pretty much it's a Netflix anime, and this was like it, it, this was supposed to be a follow up that was that that was the grand masterpiece that was Devil Man Cry Baby, but 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 oh uh, okay, but, but but like the first two episodes of Japan Sinks. Were like depressing and engaging, and then the rest of it was just, was just, like like was just like wacky bullshit for the sake of being wacky bullshit, which is not, yeah. which is which, like, like we're just like really disappointing on on Yuasa's part. But yeah, I will definitely definitely check out my game at some point. And I recently did watch Night is Short, Walk on Girl, and 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 it's such like a vibey and like almost. Like, like it's such a vibey movie. Like everything is just like, 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 like as you've said before with my game, you have to like, you have to like experience it to what you have to like also experience 
Night is Short, Walk On Girl to fully like experience what you're seeing with the movie. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. I think that's a testament to how great of a director you are. It's like you could talk all about it all you want, but talking all about it like wouldn't do it a service. To, like it would be, you still wouldn't get the experience if you just watched his films. You know, like and I and I get what you mean. And I think my favorite like Misaki Yuasa thing that isn't a movie. Um, and honestly, it might compete with Mind Game for that matter. Is Ping Pong the Animation? I don't know if you've seen Ping Pong the Animation. I have not. It's incredible. I love Ping Pong the Animation so so much. If you if you have to only see one Yuasa thing, which you know, not in case of you since you've seen three, um, watch Ping Pong the Animation. It's incredible. I really really love it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. at Science Saru like itself is a is an interesting like anime anime studio. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, they they make a lot of visually unique stuff, even if they're not Yuasa projects like they they animated a lot of um, what's it called? Uh, Space Dandy. That was it. Yeah. The uh, Shinichiro Watanabe anime series. So, yeah. Oh, and uh, and the studio is making uh, like it's making uh, Scott program takes off the new. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, the, the, the anime that that that. That, that is coming out this November, which I am so fucking excited for. They're bringing I'm everybody back from too. the movie, yeah. and 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 the studio also animated like two shorts from Star Wars Visions. I don't know if you watch Visions, but I don't care about Star Wars anymore. <laughs> I'm oh, burnt out by Visions Star Wars. Is, Visions is so good. I really love See, everyone telling me Visions and Andor is really good. I'm just so burnt out by Star Wars. I'm just like so. I just like. Star Wars used to be the thing I really cared about, but now it's just I'm so burnt out by it. It's like I don't care about it anymore. So yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. For me, I semi don't care about it. Don't care about it anymore. However, okay. However, I do. Uh, I, however, I do like their animated stuff, and and I do love Andor. So there's that. And okay. yeah. And I really wanted and. And I really wanted Top Gun with X Wings from from uh, from Patty Jenkins, but Disney was like, eh, "No, we're not. We're actually not going to do that anymore." Because fuck Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad all their shit is bombing. Yeah, they can suck a dick. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's 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 our number three. Uh, my number two is Akira. We pretty much tough ba- touched base on Akira. Yeah. <clears throat> What's your number two? Uh, my number two uh, is a Satoshi Kon film, but it's probably not the one you might think. It's uh, Millennium Actress, so his uh, his oh. successor to Perfect Blue. Yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. Oh, you haven't seen it? Yeah, it's incredible. I really, really love it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. The only so I've only seen two movies from Kon. That's Perfect Blue and Tokyo Godfathers, in which like mm-hmm. in, in which Perfect Blue is like currently a favorite of mine. But I have yet to see Millennium Actress and um, and uh, yeah, 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 and Paprika. And I did watch like the last thing that he did. It was a short. It was a ten-minute short that I thought was like really good. I can't remember the name mm-hmm. of it though. It's like Hello or something like that. Good morning. I don't remember. So Hello, Good Morning. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen. I've seen all of Cone's films. The only thing I haven't seen from him uh, is his is his anime that he made. Sorry, his anime series. I should be more specific. Um, Paranoia Agent. Yeah, that's the that's it. I haven't seen Paranoia Agent. That's the only cone thing I haven't seen from him. Um, but I've seen all of his movies. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, uh, Millennium Actress, I guess I won't spoil it too much since I know you want to see it, so I won't go in, de in detail. But like, for me, this kind of solidified my love for, for Satoshi Kone in the sense that like, so for anyone who knows me at all, like Charlie Kaufman is like my favorite screenwriter of all time. And I consider Satoshi Kone to be sort of like the Charlie Kaufman of anime in the sense that he makes very surreal like you said like he blends reality and fantasy to the point where you just genuinely can't tell the difference between the two and but but, but that's the thing it's like trying to decide what the real parts and what the fantasy part is just such a surface level way of looking at his films like that's not the point the point isn't whether or not like they're not like puzzle pieces where you need to like figure out oh this is real and this is not real they're more just kind of like abstract works of art that you just kind of have to experience you know like like what I love about Millennium Actress is that like it so it follows this aging actress, this retired actress who gets a visit from these like documentary filmmakers who who basically like she basically spiels about her life. Like they make a documentary about her life, but she she at at a at a certain point throughout the film she starts intertwining her real life with the films that she worked on as an actress. So so many times in in the film you genuinely can't tell is she talking about her real life or is she talking about stuff to, that she worked on as an actress in a film. And 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 what's really driving that film is that is about this theme about love because there's this whole overarching arc that I'm not going to explain because that would be be spoiling. But basically, some, she's 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 motivated she's grabbed by something to want to continue acting and and this inspires a lot of people like the documentary filmmaker because she, he's a big fan of this actress and so he he goes about it as like a fan at first but then the more they talk the more he kind of like appreciates her as like an artist type of thing it's very much like the antithesis of perfect blue because and that was intentional because cone stated that he wanted millennium actress to be like the inverse of perfect blue like if perfect blue is about like the dark side and the negativity of, of show business, especially for young women in show business, then Millennium Actress is like the opposite of that. It's, it shows, it highlights the more positive and more um, like influential nature of like these women working in the, in, in the entertainment business. And it's like, and even like the people obsessed with the women in Perfect Blue and Millennium Actress are very different um, because like one is a very unhealthy obsession about an artist and the and millennium actress is a very i guess healthy as you can get obsession with an artist so yeah i i always like watching these films together if i watch perfect blue i'm like naturally inclined to watch millennium actress as well so mm -hmm. yeah kind of oh, like cool. when you watch being john malkovich like when you bringing back the charlie coffin thing when you want to watch being john malkovich you, i want to watch adaptation as well because it's like they're both linked you know so Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're pretty much very linked with uh, with being John Malkovich an, an adaptation. They pretty much blend it together because like John Cusack and um and I want to say Joan Cusack, uh, like like Catherine Keener. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and Catherine Keener both appear like 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 in adaptation as themselves. And 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 you start to get. You mean Cameron Diaz? Because I don't think Joan Cusack was in the film. I think you mean Cameron Diaz, right? Cameron Diaz. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, and 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 an accent, and yet, and yeah, both, and yeah, both being John Malkovich and adaptation, like both work as a double feature on Kaufman's part, which is like, which is really interesting to see. I have yet to see. Admittedly, I have yet to see being John Malkovich and other Kaufman's work, but, but, but. But yeah, like what you described about Millennium Actress, like makes me so eager 
to watch Millennium Actress now because like that's such like an interesting and fun ride that I kind of want to be on right now. So, excuse me. And if only Cone was still alive to make more movies like this because it's so sad that exactly. he, yeah 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 that he died like that he died at the age of sixty from cancer. But that's it is what it is. It happens. Yeah, it's, it's like nothing it, you can do about it. You know. Yeah, so. exactly. It happens. But mm. but uh, but yeah, that's that's your number two. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's get to. So we should get into honorable mentions before we get into our number ones. Uh, honorable yeah. mentions yeah. include the last Naruto the movie, Night is Short, Walk on Girl, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, Ma- uh, Makia when the pro- when the promised flower blooms, and Evangelion three point plus one point Thrice Upon a Time. Mm, okay. I haven't seen any of the rebuild uh, Evangelion films. I've only seen um, the original series and um, End of Evangelion, which is on my honorable wa- honorable mentions. Um, it's yeah, but before I get into mine, like yeah, we can talk about yours. So yeah, Naruto: The Last. Um, I'm glad you like it. I Naruto is one of those things where it's like I do not care about this anymore. I don't care whatsoever. Um, you know, I understand it has its fans, um, and I can maybe I can even sound like a bit hypocritical because I still quite love Dragon Ball Z, but yeah, like Naruto is just kind of like not something I care about anymore. So, but but yeah, yeah like you were and a fan, like... you were a fan as a kid, and then and and then Shippuden came around, and then there was the war arc, and then and then Boruto was out, and I was like, what is the point anymore? You know. I feel like even during Shippuden, I was like, this is so stupid. Like, this is dumb. Like, the, the, cause like, I was like, yeah, cause I was, I was a huge fan was like 12, but then like the more you think about what's going on, the less like anything makes any sense. It's like, why are they like, part of what I don't understand about the last movie is that like, they were like, oh fuck. Like we forgot to like build any meaningful romances or relationship between Naruto or any of the girls. Fuck. We got to like rush that out. Because from what you see in the anime, you think, oh, like maybe Naruto and Sasuke are going to hook up. Like that's basically what it seems like it's going to happen, but then it doesn't happen. So it's like, yeah, so it's like this was all a waste of time. And I'm not saying that should have happened. Like it would have been funny for me if it did happen, but I know that wasn't going to happen. But like, how is it possible that you like develop so much into this relationship between Naruto and Sasuke, who, by the way, just don't see each other ever again until like the second half of like, naruto shippuden but then still expect us to like i don't know and it's yeah just like the more that they develop into this universe like the less it like makes any sense so it's like like apparently all the characters i i've never finished the the great ninja war arc because i just didn't care anymore i like just wikipedia like plot summary the rest of it and i was like oh so remember all the characters that you saw die in the previous naruto episodes well we're bringing that again because we've got nothing better to do it's like fuck off you know it's like i don't care (laughs) yeah okay it's like Uh, yeah okay yeah but that uh but that naruto and sasuke fight though at the end of shippuden it's fucking rad though right i mean yeah like the the action scenes are always good but like that's like that's like not that's like not entirely like independent of like naruto like every shonen anime like power fantasy battle action anime ever has like impressive fights like that so i don't consider like that the most impressive thing yeah it's really good i'll give it that but like you know it's like dragon ball z also had great fights one piece also had great fights you know like the demon slayer also had great fights you know jujutsu kaisen it's like 
that's not like an independent thing of Naruto when like most other shonen anime like has that, you know? So like mm. I, I don't mean to downplay your love for Naruto. I totally that's understand okay. why you that's love okay. it. It's just not something I care about anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that is that that is that is perfectly okay. I consider like the entirety of Naruto at least like B minus tier, C tier, or whatever. But I think but I think the last like perfectly 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 satisfied like a lot of like Naruto and like Hinata Hata shippers shippers including myself because like finally Naruto realizes that Hinata does 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 care about Naruto even though Hinata like nearly died in front of his eyes and and it took kidnapping to like to, to like return his feelings but 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 you know what nitpick aside it's 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 so like like it's so beautiful. I really like I I I I I really like the fights in this, and, and and I'm just glad that they had a happy life together. That's all, and and like and 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 Muga Train. It was almost in my top five because Muga Train impressed the hell out of me. This was when really Demon's, okay. Yeah, yeah. This was when Demon Slayer got really good for me. Like uh like okay. like 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 the introduction of the flame Hashira, like like the deintroduction of the flame Hashira, like 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 the appearance of one of the upper moons, like how we how we're intro the introduction of one of the upper moons, how how it sets up the next arc. It's 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 all fucking amazing. And um Machia with the flower with the promised flower blooms, however, is a movie that'll that that'll crush you is one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. I haven't seen it. I heard it's great. I I do want to watch it at some point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just uh, just be just be prepared with the bag of tissues because it'll. Oh, I I am well aware of what what happens. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna go in expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to your Mugen Train one, I I think it's fine. I I it's funny. I used to be, I'm I used to I'm a late. Demon Slayer fan, I guess if you can call it. Like I used to really be a big fan of Demon Slayer, but I think it was sometime around the the newest arc. And if we're gonna like compare um um arcs in, in Demon Slayer, I honestly think Entertainment District arc was the more entertaining uh arc compared to Mugen oh, Train. Of Mugen course. Train was good, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Entertainment District arc was like a, a a heck of a lot better. But it, it kind of reached to the point where I was like Damn, they're really just doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's just like, like, uh, Tanjiro meets it. Wait, no, is Tanjiro the that's the protagonist? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tanjiro's the protagonist. Yeah. yeah, when Tanjiro like meets some new Hashira and they have their shenanigans, and then they fight a new demon that's like even more giga chad than the last one, and they try to cut off their head, but it turns out cutting their head doesn't work, which be- thereby d- removes the whole point of having that rule where it's like cut a demon's head then it does kill it or whatever it's like it's just become the same thing over and over and over again and i've just become so disinterested in demon slayer at this point where it's like like okay i will give demon slayer this credit it has great looking animation like the animation is very beautiful it has some top-notch animation but to me that alone is not enough for me to keep me invested in the film i mean sorry the series the anime series when it's just kind of the same thing over and over again. I just want something new to happen and just not the same thing to happen over and over again, you know? Like, right, I guess I'm so. just... Yeah, and that's why, like, Jujutsu Kaisen was, like, kind of a refreshing change of pace because I wasn't as, like, interested in Jujutsu Kaisen either, 
But then after I like finished the swath of Demon Slayer and then got back to watching Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, I was like, wow, this is actually like interesting. Like I'm more invested in this than anything I was in Demon Slayer, you know? Yeah, so. in season two, right? With like the with the first five episodes with like uh, with Gojo and Ghetto, right? The flashback. Mm -hmm. It's 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 incredible. Honestly, that's more interesting than anything that's happened in the main story so far, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, and I really like, at, at, at sidebar, I really like how JJK looked, because like it's made by the same director of Chainsaw Man, and Chainsaw Man is impressive like on its own, but like Napa, when you have yeah. that director to make JJK, it's like more interesting. It flows better, it has more impressive fights, like a Go like, like a Gojo has a lot of like incredible moments, and then you have it and and then you see why ghetto becomes a bad guy it's all fantastic yeah mm -hmm. so what were the other ones you said sorry i, I forgot uh, the other ones you said uh so evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time i think yeah. i think the rebuild movies of evangelion expands on the evangelion story okay that's what i've heard yeah i haven't it's evangelion is kind of a traumatizing thing for me um so, so i saw i was in high school when i saw both um the evangelion the original evangelion eves series and then end of evangelion and they were very traumatizing because i was just like man this is just really depressing and i just don't want to like think about this anymore type thing right. um but i feel like now i would probably really really love them i haven't seen them since high school and i do want to rewatch them again at some point um and I also do, it's just that the reason why I haven't seen any of the rebuild movies is because I've been so, um, I haven't been into the Evangelion, Evangelion sphere as much as I have, um, I was back then. But now because I have this like incentive to want to rewatch, uh, end of Evangelion and Evangelion again, like I want to, I want to watch the rebuild series again, uh, sorry for the first time, uh, as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like specifically thrice upon a time wraps the bow on on Shinji's story and 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 it and, and ties up and ties up a lot of a, a, a lot of loose ends whereas with Evangelion like it ends kind of not a loose end it just ends like randomly with like with like the world ending and you have the with the world ending and you don't know with the world ending and and it's like very ambiguous on 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 and, and it's like very it is like very ambiguous for us with thrice upon a time nothing ambiguous right here so i don't think you have anything to worry about really so i mean but even then it's like i've never understood all of those youtube videos they were like what the hell happened in in evangelion evangelion like what does the plot mean like what does this mean like to me none of that made any sense because i felt like again it's kind of what i was talking about with misaki yuasa and to an extent satoshi kone where it's like to know what everything means, like that defeats the point of not just what the artist was going for, but what art is in general. Like, I bet even Hideki Anno didn't even know what he was going for. He was just like, I don't know, I fucking love robots, so I'll just put that shit in. Like, <laughs> I bet a hundred percent that's what he that that's what he did. But everyone's just like doing some like 4D chess, like micro like cinema thing where it's like, oh, but what did this specific thing mean? Like, it doesn't matter. All right, like what i really respect about hideki ano is that he just kind of like throws out all the things he likes and tries to make it into like one single thing and even if it doesn't make any sense which even as someone who does like evangelion doesn't make any sense 
But then again, that's not the point. The point is that it's very much like an ethereal experience type thing. You know, it's like you don't watch 2001 A Space Odyssey for the plot. Like that makes zero sense. You watch right. 2001 A Space Odyssey for like the experience. And like to me, Evangelion's type, the same thing. Like you don't watch it to understand the specific plot sequences. You you watch it to kind of like have this like, albeit very depressing, but still very like spiritual experience type thing, you know? So. Right. Right. Right, yeah, good, uh, like really, really good points right there on Evangelion. Like that's that's that, that's great, but yeah, uh, really good point. You know, like, 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 yeah, like, 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 yeah, sure. I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree that you don't really watch two thousand one for the plot. It's been a while since I've seen two thousand one, but uh, but, but uh, but yeah, like those those are really good points. And what are, so what are so, so any honorable mentions do that uh, that you have or yeah I have a ton of honorable mentions so I should preface right now I guess for anyone listening that um I haven't put any Ghibli films on this list and that's purely because one I talk about Ghibli all the time on my channel and I would actually I'm just trying to take a break from talking about Ghibli but also too if I actually put Miyazaki films on this list then it would make the compiling of my list much much harder and it's there was a possibility it would be all Miyazaki stuff and I did not want it to become the result of that. So for the sake of making it easier, like I just removed Miyazaki and Ghibli out of my list. But if I had the honorable mentions, aside from like actual honorable mentions, it's filled with Miyazaki films that I would have put on my list had I incorporated Miyazaki. So right. the the ones I would have immediately put were Spirited Away. That would have been number one, honestly, because it's one of my favorite movies ever. It's number three, but on my top four favorites but spirited away princess mononoke how was moving castle um uh fucking uh what's the my neighbor totoro kiki's delivery service uh whisper of the heart uh the tale of the princess kaguya and uh yeah those are the ghibli ones i would have put um and maybe maybe only yesterday because i also really really love that film as well no castle um, in the sky Castle of the Sky is great, but I would not have put that on my list um, right, yeah, regardless. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the actual uh, other honorable mentions, yeah, End of Evangelion, I would have put there as well. Um, fucking Your Name Weathering With You, I would have also put those on my list as well, but we only had, we can only put five. Um, so those are on, only on my honorable mentions. Uh and what else uh oh yeah night is short walk on walk on girl that's also an honorable mention um a bunch of like dragon ball z films i also would have put on the honorable mentions like the most recent two that i can think of the dragon ball z broly and dragon ball z i'm uh, sorry super. dragon ball super broly and then dragon ball super superhero those are also my honorable mentions because i quite love those um and the new slam dunk film the new slam dunk film is actually really incredible i did not expect to love the new slam dunk film as, as much as i did um. So yeah, that's on my honorable honorable mentions as well. So, mm -hmm. and Ninja Scroll, another one. There we go. So okay, okay, great. Uh, I have yet to like experience anything Slam Dunk. I've only I've only read like the first volume of it, but I've yet to like sink my teeth into some, in, into this um influential basketball and a basketball property. So yeah, yeah. It's it's probably one of the most iconic like basketball sports anime ever thing. You know, like, um, yeah, I I will say if you do, yeah, you haven't seen the first Slam Dunk, right? No, I or, have not. 
Yeah, I think it's best if you kind of familiarize yourself with the source material before you see the movie, because it's like, if you don't know who, like, if you've never been exposed to Slam Dunk, you're not going to know who, like, 90% of the characters are. You're going to be like, who the hell is that? And they're like, expect you to know who that is, but then you just don't know, you know? Right, yeah, so, right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, My number one is, well, Ghost in the Shell. I think Ghost nice. in the Shell is my favorite anime of all time i almost put both ghost in the shell and akira in the same slot just because i think both are equally influential and and amazing masterpieces to me but i think ghost in the shell like is is such a perfect perfect anime to me it's almost like it's art pretty much every shot is a piece of art from how it starts the opening the opening sequence like the credits and how that like like the credits, the fights, how it ends. It's all so great. You know? It's incredible. It's, yeah. It, it, it really is. It, it it really is. And uh without Ghost in the Shell, whether whether we like it or not, we would have had the Matrix we would have had the Matrix trilogy. And I know how you feel about the Wachowskis, but I should remind you that I think that I think the sequels are not that bad. I actually think they're good. You should know that that I am a revolution's truther. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that is that what you guys are called, the revolution's truthers? Yeah. Yes. If it makes you feel better, <laughs> I think all the, I think all the sequels suck absolute ass. But like they progressively get worse for me as the as the franchise goes on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as, as you've said before, you've called resolutions Reddit fan fiction, right? <laughs> I called Resurrections, yeah, Reddit fan fiction, yeah. Like, that's really what it is. It's like, in the same way how that, that fifth Scream movie, like, they straight up said, oh, Reddit, Reddit made us do it, or whatever. Like, it's straight up just Reddit <laughs> fan fiction. It's like, it was, it felt like it was, The Matrix Resurrections felt like some stupid, like, like edgy fan fiction that, like, Lana wrote because, like, people didn't like her stupid Wolf Years, Jupiter Ascending, like, Eddie Redmayne screaming sci-fi movie, like, this is what it felt like to me. And also she was mad that like Warner Brothers was like, make a fourth movie because fuck you. Which I mean, I wouldn't have wanted that either way. Like I would not have wanted a fourth Matrix movie anyway. But it's like if they had to, like I remember they were like they were going to make this movie without her, without the, the sisters or whatever, which honestly, I would have much preferred that if I'm being honest. Like I would have much preferred like like what it let's we get a director who like is a fan of the matrix and, but they had their own spin onto the series. That would have been more interesting than whatever happened in resurrections. The resurrections as a whole was just the most cringe, frustrating movie experience. I want not the most, but just one of the most, I was just, I can't handle this type thing. So like, say what you want about like reloaded and uh, what was the third one? Revolutions. Yeah. Revolutions. Yeah. Like I didn't care about those either, but like, at least those were like consistent films that like had a plan from the beginning to end, you know, like, so, you know, and made by someone who cared, you know, like, okay, okay. The way I see Resurrections is that Lana wanted to make the Matrix movie that she wanted to make, even though, like, even though the film was pretty much under a greedy corporate umbrella and, and, and even though Warner Brothers, like, still allowed her to, like, make whatever, make whatever Matrix movie that she wanted to make. And the end result is actually quite good. And it's also like a really like satisfying conclusion for both Neo and Trinity to me in my eyes. So to me, like everyone keeps saying that, like everyone's just like, oh, it's like this really like awesome exploration into like love or whatever. 
But I didn't even think Neo and Trinity were even that well-developed characters in the first place, because, like, that was also a big problem I had in the sequels, where it's, like, the movie just kind of expects you to believe that they're in love, and no matter how, but no matter how many times they tell me that they're in love, I just don't believe that they're in love. So, like, I, I... I, I I don't think the idea of making the film central about uh, Neo and uh, Trinity's relationship was a bad idea. I just wish that like if you wanted to make that the central point, then you had to like do a lot more like work to make that believable for me because it's like their relationship was so like un like uninteresting and so fake and so uninvesting. It's like I don't know why you made this the central focus, but I guess this is where we're going type thing. So and. Yeah, and just like a lot of the fight scenes were so dog shit, man. Like e- even even you have to admit, like the fight scenes in the Resurrection was such a major downgrade from like the original trilogy. You have to admit that. Like, come on, like uh, a bit. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Resurrections, but I get okay, what yeah. you mean. So 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 with what you've said in mind, I would have to like. I would have to like watch resurrections with with like uh with your with like with uh, with how you think about about those fight scenes but uh, but but I thought but I thought they were kind of but but I, but but I thought they were okay I guess I thought I thought Jessica Hedwick was pretty much a badass so you know I want to see her Fine. in more movies yeah. like that you know like yeah. uh, with her I mean like, I uh, want to see her in more stuff too yeah so, but you know yeah, like, yeah, and not something like the Gray Man or whatever. But at least she was, but at least she was, uh, but at least she was in Glass Onion. So there's that. Oh yeah, she was in that. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll say this about the Wachowskis: they they make very ambitious, unique films. I'll I'll admit that. Like they definitely make they don't make the norm. They make something very different. I just wish the different thing was like, you know, good, but we can't have, we can't have both, I guess. So, you know, yeah, I like so. I, I, yeah, I don't want this to be a whole me hating on the Wachowski thing, but you know, that's just, I figured I just put myself out there. Yeah. So right, anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay. What is your number one anime movie, Timmy? Well, my number one anime movie of all time is uh perfect blue directed by Satoshi Kon. Oh, let's um, go. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I would have put, you know, Spirited Away, but I don't want to sound too much like a basic bitch. So I decided to change things up. So, yeah, Perfect Blue. Um, Yeah, this was it's funny. This was this was actually not my first Satoshi Kon film. I saw Millennium Actress first before I saw this one. And this one. Yeah, it, it, it was so it was really just a gut wrenching experience in the best way possible, because, like, I don't really get scared a lot. When it comes to horror movies anymore um but something about this film felt genuinely terrifying to me like i was like genuinely like freaked out by what i was watching you know and i've seen a lot of horror films in my life and i don't really like get that scared when I, when i'm watching a horror film anymore but something about like something inside me was like this is this does not feel right in the best way possible where it's like you know like if Millennium actress is like it uses its blending of reality and fantasy to like very much celebrate this actress's life then then cone uses that same technique to kind of highlight just all the stress and fear and frustration that comes with being in this cutthroat industry that we call the entertainment industry 
Like, I think that and and he captures that incredibly, incredibly well. And like, even like the more horror based scenes, you know, when like, um, the, uh, the, the, the killer, like she, she stabs like the guy who she orders pizza for with the screw the screwdriver, or like when she like, you know, jabs the umbrella inside Mina, like in the chase or whatever, when she's like literally screaming for her life as she's trying to run away, like, you know, it's a very terrifying film. And I like constantly think about this movie, like every now and then, like, because of how, because of like the scariness of it all. Like, I do think this is like a scary film that I do like actually get frightened by watching, which, you know, that's also the best thing I can say about it. Like not a lot of horror films scare me these days, but this one really does, you know? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, like Perfect Blue is truly incredible. You know, like I've said, like I've said my sense about about Perfect Blue. So yeah, so yeah, yeah that is so. that is your that's your number one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, that and that was our top five anime movies. Uh, to recap, my number five is uh, my number five was Your Name. My number four is uh Perfect Blue. Number three is Kiki's Delivery Service. My number two is Akira. My number one is Ghost in the Shell. And mine is uh, from five to one, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, Mind Game, Millennium Actress, Perfect Blue. Yeah. So. Our, like like three of our three of our picks are pretty much the same, but like not in like, and not in particular order. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like it's expected to have Akira or Ghost in the Shell in our, in a top five like this, but, uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, like it's. Yeah, I try to be an individual. I try to be a little snowflake by like trying to purposely make some weird ass list to be to say I'm different. <laughs> but really, I just couldn't deny. Like, I mean, they're both great movies. I had to include them in the list, you know. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. I say that's a really good top five of yours. At, at, I, I would, I, I would say that is an impressive, impressive top five. And, and uh, 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 the and I guess and I guess that's the end of our episode. And uh, oh wait, real quick, sure, Timmy, you know that Scream is my favorite horror movie of all time, right? <laughs> oh, I guess we're talking about this now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tell me why you prefer Wes Craven's New Nightmare over Scream. <laughs> Uh, I mean, because I feel like the exact thing that he's trying to go for for Scream, I think he just does much better in New Nightmare. Like, it's yeah. I haven't talked about this for so long. I used to have like my all these concrete points in my head, but it's been so long, so I forgot most of it. But basically, from what I remember with Scream, like, I do appreciate sort of like the menace because, but it's so fucking obvious and so unsubtle um and then it just eventually just devolves into a regular slasher it just so it just makes me wonder like what exactly is the difference between scream and like literally any other slasher film i've ever seen like it's just like oh the characters are more self-aware great you know randy randy said yo you can't have sticks in the horror movie hell yeah you know like hey hey, hey, no randy slander man No, but it's like, that's just the thing. It's like, I don't, I just like, I, I, I get that it's clever. It's definitely more self-aware and clever than like most slasher films I've seen, but it still indulges in the same cliches, which makes me wonder then what is the difference between this and just any other slasher film, except they're a little meta, you know, but like with New Nightmare, like New Nightmare actually takes the meta concept of it and actually like runs with it. Like all the actors are playing themselves and they're using their names. 
and they like they think they're separated from this fiction that they've created but once the fiction becomes reality and starts invading their lives and their and their dreams and their minds like it's genuinely affecting their psychological mindset to the point where freddy krueger you know a version of it literally kills someone in real life like it actually takes the concept of what scream thinks it's doing and actually like applies it to a a set a, a genre setting that's actually horrifying that's actually scary you know like i'm i'm way more invested in new nightmare than i ever am in any of the scream sequels like and and to me like and this is just my personal preference as well where it's like if a film is going to be meta i would prefer it actually is like integral to like the overall themes and story that the that, that the artist is trying to create you know like i don't get anything when like deadpool says lol like that was bad writing haha <laughs> that was stupid or whatever like i don't get anything out of that anymore like i get more out of things like like adaptation like adaptation is a film that i think of when it when a meta movie where it's like it's actively acknowledging that charlie kaufman is trying to write a movie about the orchid thief but you actually see footage of the hypothetical movie of the orchid thief but then it becomes something different because charlie kaufman has to like realize that he can't break conventional three-act structures that sort of thing it's like it, it it's a very genius way of exploring this meta-ness like chainsaw man is also another example where i would say it's like kind of meta in the sense where it's like it's actively breaking like shonen tropes and cliches but it doesn't like point its attention to the fact that it's breaking tropes and cliches it's like just doing them without you realizing it at first you know it's like this is kind of what i prefer when it comes to meta-ness i don't get anything when characters are like in a horror movie you got to do this this and this i just don't get anything out of that whatsoever so yeah 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 i get you i get you like i don't know like like with the scream movies i just get so much like personal enjoyment out of it i like i like how i like how the original scream looks i i, I really like ghostface as a as a scary terrifying killer because like he's pretty much like every other because he's pretty much like a mundane teenage because he's pretty much a mundane teenage like teenage psychopath and um and you have and you have these characters that are actually and, and and I just like characters that are like that are like you know, that are like you know, funny and like that that are funny and that are interesting to me in my eyes. Like the ghost faced reveals are interesting. Like uh, like with Billy Loomis and Stu, and 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 with the sequels, I like Scream Two quite a lot. It's a really good college slasher to me, while also like being, while also having like. Subtle meta, and you know what? I like subtle meta. You know, like, you know, I like that it's, I like that it knows that it's like that it's like self aware, if that makes sense. And and despite a lot of people who don't like Scream Three, I like Scream Three mainly because of Parker Posey. I think she's wonderful in that. And Scream Four, amazing, like like Scream Four. It goes back, it goes back, that it goes back to the basics of of the original Scream Scream Five. It's okay. I think Scream Five is aggressively okay. Scream Six, though, I really like Scream Six. I don't know what you think about Scream Six, but I actually really oh, like that okay. a lot. But yeah, you thought it was okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, I gave it like, I think it was like a two star or something. So yeah, I must have thought it was like okay. I don't remember much what I saw, but I know I saw it. So yeah, yeah. I, I liked it more than Scream Five. Yeah, if that makes you feel any better. Oh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I just, I think like it comes to the point where it's just, they just do, it's like Demon Slayer. Do they just do the same thing over and over again to the point where it's like, 
I just don't care anymore. Like, I've never been a big fan of uh, fucking what's their faces. Uh, uh, Rachel from not Rachel, Monica from Friends. What's her name? Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah, Gail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then David Gail, Arquette. Yeah, Gail yeah, yeah. and what's yeah, his yeah. face? Uh, Gail and Dewey, you know, like, yeah, that like was Cindy yeah. Prescott. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about Gail and Dewey whatsoever. Like, they just do the same. They go through the same thing. Something happens, relationships on a rock, and then they get back together and they're all good again. It's like, okay, yeah. like, all right. Like, Cindy Prescott is a good, good, like, like, um, final, final girl. girl yeah, like type character. Like, I mean, she's smarter than like most other ones that I, I've seen. She's smarter than whoever the final girl was in Hellraiser, and just, you know, <laughs> she's smarter than like most of the Friday the Thirteenth final girls and things like that. So it's like you know, like I, I do think she's an actual interesting character, but it's yeah, it's like not enough for me to like be that invested in this whole series. And like they got rid of her in the in the sixth one, so it's like now I have nothing for me to get invested in whatsoever. So. Yeah, and you, and you know, and you know what? Good for Cindy. She's moved off from Ghostface. Let her live, let her live her life. I say, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and they I just have, killed off have... the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they killed off spoilers, but they killed off um Dewey, Dewey and Monica from Friends. Yeah, yeah. So it's Monica's like okay, off. well, She's... Monica's fine actually. Like Gail's oh, fine. She? I thought she died. No, Gail's fine. I thought she died. Right or she she didn't. She didn't die. Oh, really? I swear to God, she. Okay, well, I guess she. She's moving on to the next one then. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I have, I have full thoughts about Scream Six with, uh, with the queens of all things horror. If you want to like listen to that, but, uh, but, but yeah. Anyways, uh, that was that was our top five anime movies. Um, this is a that, that I say, I'd say that this is a really really nice discussion. Uh, Timmy, thank you so much. For being on, uh, at the, like, like, thank you so much for being on. Hopefully, we can, hopefully, we can collaborate soon enough, because, because like your thoughts on just like movies and and anime in general are like really like interesting to listen to. Uh, 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 are just really interesting to listen to, and 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 I would love your like input on on more stuff to come if 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 you can. So. Of course, yeah. Just let me know when you want me to come back. I'd love yeah. to be on. Yeah, this was yeah. fun. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you invited me. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, no problem. Anyways, this has been the Sandy Time Podcast. You can uh you can follow me on Letterbox, Twit Letterbox, Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter and not X just because that shit is fucking stupid. Uh yeah. and um and, and, and you can follow and uh, what else you can follow me on? Oh, and uh, I have a TikTok. If 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 you guys want to follow that, um, Timmy, where can they find you? Yeah, you can follow me. Yeah, my YouTube channel. I might have mentioned it once or twice in this discussion. Yeah, Tim Jong Un Productions. Um, yeah, I I'm currently going through all of Miyazaki's films until his new one comes out, and I guess that's kind of what people come to me for. So yeah, they, yeah, my YouTube channel, Tim Jong Un Productions. I have a Letterbox account as well um i think that one is just timmy lee or something i have no i honestly forget what my username is on letterbox but either way you could probably find I'm me here. there and then yeah and then yeah twitter or x formerly known as twitter whatever the hell people are calling it these days but yeah i'm on that too so mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay thank yeah yeah okay cool uh again thank you guys for listening 
And I will see you guys next time. See, I see you guys around. Bye. Bye. Thank you.